listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, guys, we are back. Welcome back to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Guess who's back? Guess who's the Zach? Get it? <laughs> Zach is here. Zach, where you been, man? It's been a minute. We all miss you. Not just me. Everyone who listens to this podcast misses you. We had a couple guests, you know, whatever. They're, they're, they're cool and everything. But, like, listen, man, you're, you're, you're the heart and soul of the podcast, man. Right, Zach, right now. Back. I don't know how you've been making it without me on the pod. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm happy to be back, too. It's been a while. But I, I've been pretty busy. Just, you know, obviously, if you've seen on Instagram with the satellite page we're putting up, that's pretty cool. I've been kind of heading that up. And then also school, of course, standing in the way a little bit. Um, we were just talking about before the pod that I have all these papers to write and you were going to pay some people to write some papers for me to keep me working on this. I wouldn't be opposed to that. We, but, we uh, might have to edit that out because if any of your professors listen to no, none of my podcast, listen to my podcast, okay, <laughs> I wouldn't tell just, them just, about it. Definitely not just making sure. I just want to, you know, because for <laughs> me, it's like, dude, like, please, like, we don't got to spend no time writing these papers, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let's just let's just. Let's just get it popping. I'd much rather not be writing papers, but that's just how it's going to (laughs) go. I got a month and then I should be able to be like more common uh, working on this more often. Um, Not that I'm not already working on a lot, but it's been great. That's that's Um, really it. You got uh, about a month left before your summer vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna be busy we're gonna be busy yeah, and absolutely another thing another thing that you've been working on is the is the upper hand rookie draft kit uh you know mm-hmm. on the template and the, and the design on that uh zach did a, a a redesign on the rookie draft kit. if you purchased it last year uh or you got it for free because you ended up signing up with underdog uh you know zach you know the the design was awesome mm. i loved it but zach you know took it upon himself to do a redesign this year so we even better even bigger and better draft kit coming uh if today we're recording this on thursday we are trying desperately to get this out this weekend at some point so so keep an eye out for that uh over on our instagram we'll be announcing it there uh shortly so so keep an eye on that that should be available on shop.upperhandfantasy.com very shortly and by the way we got some hoodies up there we got some t-shirts we got some coffee mugs we got some coasters uh we got some some uh some snapbacks you know what i'm saying we got some hats we got we got some cool yeah. stuff so go, ch- go check Rep the out. brand got to got to yeah um, i got the, i got the shirt right here upper hand fantasy t-shirt right here that i'm wearing i'm rocking you guys can't see it because you're listening that's okay um so this they episode you. they believe me uh in this episode we are and the reason why i brought zach on because you know zach ha- has a good feel of you know team fits and that sort of thing what we're going to go over in this episode we're going to go over four different Mock drafts done by experts. Todd McShay from ESPN. We have Lance Zerline and Dan- Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network. Uh, and then we also have, who am I missing? I'm missing the Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper, of course, yeah. from ESPN as well. I think those are the main four mock drafts that we should care about, I would say. I think Daniel right. Jeremiah probably has the, you know, the closest ear 
to the teams uh, in terms of like what he thinks is going to happen. Uh, Lance Zerline's mock is like all over the place, uh, but you know yeah. he's he's got some <laughs> stuff right in the past, and you know we shouldn't you know we got we got to like take in, take his stuff into account, player evaluation as well. You know he's gotten some stuff right o- you know over the past several years, so you know you can't you know you, you might think a lot of stuff is crazy, and sometimes the consensus uh, is not correct, right? So uh, a lot of this stuff is is really interesting, kind of head scratching at times, but we'll go over all that, um, and then you know McShay and you know. And it's it's cool because like these guys are you know from the same networks, but they'll have kind of different opinions on a few different guys. And in this episode, we're mainly going to go over you know the main you know offensive positions that we care about for fantasy. Obviously, you know when a player when a team drafts an offensive lineman and that sort of thing, especially like a left tackle or or a right tackle, like you know that definitely plays a, a part for sure. So you want your teams, you know, especially for a quarterback or running back, you know, to uh you know develop that offensive line that's all good uh but in this episode you know we're mainly going to go over those skill positions quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end uh and we have a bunch of those guys going off the board in the first two rounds uh, a few mocks in the you know just first round a couple mocks we have uh the full two rounds we'll be going all over all that obviously this is all going to impact our rookie draft kit uh, our, our rookie uh dynasty drafts as well because some people are doing the dynasty drafts before the uh the nfl draft which is kind of fun uh yeah. it kind it's of a dangerous game, to, but it's fun <laughs> it's fun you know honestly man i'll say this outside of draft capital i think it's even more dangerous to take landing spot into consideration over talent when it comes to dynasty at least i think on That's a year to year basis when you do like when you do like redraft then yes i think landing spot plays a huge role like even bigger than anything else um but like for dynasty, it's like bet on the talent, and the talent usually wins out at the end of the day. And, and you know, no matter where you end up, and no matter where you think a player might not succeed because like another player might be standing in the way, and that, or that sort of thing. They usually, if a player is talented enough, they usually end up breaking out regardless. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, let's let's go over some of this, some of this, man. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Um, you know, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, uh, the main guys to potentially go number one or number two right we have uh mel kuyper oh by the way we also are including michael renner from pff he is their draft expert over there as well so he has some interesting picks too so you know we'll be including him in a lot of these as well um but bryce young man um so mel kuyper daniel jeremiah and lance zerline all have him going number one uh to the panthers uh todd mcshay and michael renner both have him going to the Texans uh, with C.J. Stroud uh, going number one to the Panthers. Right. If I yeah. had to guess today, I would guess Bryce Young. And yeah. I don't know if you saw or heard the episode that I did. Uh, la- I think it was l- last early last week with Dalton Cates. We were talking about this. And at that point of time, C.J. Stroud was the betting favorite. And I put down money and I told everyone who was listening that this is what I'm doing, that I'm betting plus 300, you know, three to one odds that Bryce Young will go first and three to one odds that CJ Stroud will go second. And the next day, the odds flipped after Adam Schefter had some reports to the contrary. So that yeah. felt good, and I'm, I'm and I'm hoping <laughs> that a few people listened to that episode and played some bets and won some money. Uh, well, you know, obviously the draft didn't happen yet, so we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But right now, the the betting favorite is Bryce Young, 
uh, to go number one overall. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I totally hear you on that one. That's a really smart bet. I wasn't listening to that episode. I didn't hear that one. I haven't had a whole lot of time to listen to those episodes, but I'll tell you what. You got three to one on that. That's pretty good. I mean, Bryce Young was a consensus. I think, wasn't he the consensus going up to C.J. Stroud meeting with the Panthers? And then um, yes. well, is it, it's McCown, right? Yep. That was talking Josh to C.J. Stroud and said they'll get a court and they'll shoot some hoops or something together, you know, when he's in Charlotte or whatever. That was kind of what I think propelled this one-week surge of C.J. Stroud being the favorite. But I think everyone's kind of cooled back down now. It's going to be Bryce Young. I think it's going to be Bryce Young. If you asked me a week ago, I'll be honest, I would have said, oh, yeah, C.J. Stroud. You know, I would have been like, he's going to be the number one. But Bryce Young now, it just looks like he's going to be the pick anyway. I think I might have bought into that hype like I just outlined a little bit before. So I think either way, you can't go wrong. If you ask me, I'm a bigger fan of C.J. Stroud. He's my QB one in terms of big board. If you want to talk about which prospect I like more, I think C.J. Stroud has a better shot of long-term success than maybe Bryce Young. We know Bryce Young has that good um, decision-making, high football IQ, that kind of stuff. I don't think C.J. Stroud is that far behind him. And I like his build a little bit more, his play style a little bit more to last longer than Bryce Young maybe in the league. But Bryce Young, still a very good quarterback. I don't think he can really go wrong as the Panthers. They traded up to one. They're going to take one of these two guys. I don't see like either of them being like a bad pick. I don't see either of them being busts. But if I had to pick, I would pick C.J. Stroud. But I think that ultimately the Panthers are going to take Bryce Young. I, I think uh, Bryce Young it has the higher ceiling. Uh, the size, you know, like you alluded to, is definitely a question. I think that's his only question. I think if Bryce Young was a couple inches taller, a little bit heavier, um, I think he would be one of the best prospects to have come out in a long time. And I think right. that's really the only question mark with him. You know, under pressure, he, he's a lot better than Stroud. That's kind of where, you know, I, you know, am kind of putting my chips there at this point. I know we talked a couple of weeks ago, right? Like, who are we going to take, right? Uh, Stroud, yeah. I think, is definitely the safer option. I think if anyone's concerned about the size in the NFL, whether Bryce Young can take those hits and will he be able to sustain, you know, you know, and being on the field, right? I think that's the main concern there. And then also, you know, what kind of system is he going to be put in so that they'll allow him to be able to drop back as much as he needs to to be able to see over the tall-ass offensive lineman? You know, that's the other... <laughs> other concern but i think the latter isn't as much of a concern i think because the, the yeah. game has changed a little bit but uh but yeah i think cj stroud you know definitely is a good quarterback and i think you know i really like him going to two to texans or number one to the panthers like both these guys should be the consensus top two um mm -hmm. but it is interesting because you know cj stroud if you look at Lance Zerline's mock right he yeah. uh proposes some stuff and he says that the in the his mock, Lamar Jackson has been traded. Okay. Yeah. CJ Stroud falls all the way down to four. So you had obviously the Texans passing up on a quarterback, not trading down, which I think is highly unlikely. If they're not first of all, if they're not gonna take a quarterback, they have to trade that pick, right? He has Arizona not trading down, which I think uh, you know, obviously Arizona has their quarterback as of right now. So you gotta expect them to trade down. He expects he, he in his latest mock he has CJ Stroud fall into four, and then the Colts trade down and the Ravens trade up with the Colts to go up to number four to get CJ Stroud. Yeah, which is but, really interesting to me. That's interesting. It's also not going to happen. So like I was sitting there trying to put it together, like what how everything was working, the moving parts, keeping track of all of it. But I'm like, what am I? 
using these brain cells for trying to figure <laughs> this out. It's not going to happen, right? Like, first of all, I don't see any situation where Lamar gets traded at this point. Right. Uh, they definitely signed Odell to dangle in front of him for contract purposes. You know, they're just trying to get as much leverage as they can and say, oh, look, we've got your receiver. This guy came off his second ACL. He missed all well, his apparently, I love Odell, but you apparently know. Lamar was the one who was who was bringing him in. And the reports are that like Odell is fully expecting Lamar to be his quarterback because Lamar right. was the one, you know, lobbying for him to sign to Baltimore. Obviously, Baltimore might have been the only team that was willing to pay him that kind of money, type of money that Odell got. Right. He but had a meeting I, with your Jets schedule. He did, but the I'm Jets apparently Yeah, no, he did. I think he went to go meet with them too. Um, but apparently the contract wasn't going to be anywhere close to that. So and that's why right. the Jets just didn't even try to match that. Which makes sense, I mean, which I'm happy about. Absolutely. Yeah. The Jets didn't have to do that. They're going to be fine no. at receiver. They can draft even if they want to. It's not going to be an issue for them. But with, with Odell, that was just a little bit too much money for my taste. You know, obviously, I was in on Odell as a Cowboys fan, too, but that wasn't the case. Um, but I, like I said, going back to this mock draft, there's no way C.J. Stroud is going to fall out of the top two. I don't no. think that's even a chance. But for him to go to the Ravens, to have the Ravens move up, if I'm not mistaken, moving all the way up as far as they do, they're moving from 22, right? Like, yeah. that's pretty bad. <laughs> I just don't see that. Well, happen. no, and you listen, know they wouldn't even they, they wouldn't even move from 22. So now in his mock, he doesn't even have them oh, trading they, the 22nd. pick. They pick it up from yeah from whatever the team. Tra- the trade. Know, mm-hmm. We don't even know what team it would be, right? Like, so yeah. this is a very uh, hypothetical situation. So let's move on. Yeah. Can you see the steam coming out of my ears? <laughs> it, it seems like it seems like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are going to be top two according to everybody. Anthony Richardson, uh, you know, he can go anywhere really, um, but. Uh, number three to the Titans, Mal Kuyper in his mock has them trading up with Arizona, which is a likely scenario. That is very possible. Mm-hmm. I can see the Titans trading up uh, to get someone like Anthony Richardson. Ryan Tannehill, you know, if he were to, you know, the, the good thing about Anthony Richardson is that he could just sit behind Tannehill, right? And yeah. if Tannehill ends up staying healthy, then Richardson has a full year under his belt to develop. And I think that would be a solid option right in a solid place to be you have a veteran that you can kind of sit behind and you don't have to worry about playing him while he develops you know obviously they draft their quarterback last year but i think we all know that malik willis is it's just i think it's over for him i i, I think you know it, it was one of those situations where he was never that good to begin with um and he gets drafted you know is there some intrigue in his rushing? Of course, but at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. have to do something on the field in order to like help your team in any way, which he, he apparently can't do. He was nowhere near where he needed to be when he started those games last year. They started him out of necessity. They kept on going back between him and some other scrubs, and it just didn't work out, right? So I, I mean, can totally see that happening there. Um, go ahead. Yeah, he was replaced by Josh Dobbs. Is that who it was? Yeah. Like that that that's pretty bad. And listen, I hate to just be out on Malik Willis this early, but we saw what he was doing. And I think I forget where I saw it. Somebody was talking about how him being thrown into the fire just ruined his um development. Like him being yeah. thrown into those games. Like he just got screwed. If he had the time to, you know, develop, be on the bench, ride behind Ryan Tannehill and not have to play those games, I think you have a shot. You might not have to consider drafting a quarterback. But he's also from a small school. It's he was drafted late, you know. That doesn't really point to any type of attachment, if you, especially if you want to right. talk fantasy. You know, right? If you talk about fantasy, he was drafted in what it was the third round, 
and he's going to be on a bad offense, even if they take Anthony Richardson. It's still going to be bad. It's not like he's going to be playing in place of him. So it's like there's really no hope for him. Anthony Richardson, I, he has to sit a year. Otherwise, I think the same thing could happen to him because this offense yeah. has nobody outside of Derrick Henry. And still, I mean, they're paying him a lot of money, and there's rumors of him possibly being on the trade block. So it's going to be a barren wasteland. Anthony Richardson has to sit. That's kind of what I'm counting on. I'm not saying I'm completely out on Richardson. We'll see how it goes for this season. But I think in the best-case scenario, we won't even have to think about even drafting uh, Richardson and redraft this season if that I, if you I, want him I, to I play agree. as well as he can. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, it's funny, man. Like, we're talking about the Titans here. You mentioned they have nobody, right? Yeah. All they, The only weapon that they have at this point is the guy, you know, who replaced A.J. Brown last year, right, yeah. during the draft. Um, but we have three of our guys, Todd Mache, Daniel Jeremiah, and Lance Zerline, all having Jackson Smith and the Jigba to go. Obviously, Mel Kuyper had, you know, him being them trading up, but like all these those three guys had him going to the Titans at yeah. number eleven, uh, which would not be great. Uh no. you know, like in terms of like a landing spot for Jazz. Bottom line like, right there, you hit it already. It wouldn't, it be, wouldn't great. be great. <laughs> I would yeah. not like that at all. Like he's a great player, and you don't want to like overvalue landing spot. And I'm still going to be drafting him at like at like number two in my rookie drafts, you mm-hmm. know, behind Bijan. Uh, but still, like it's not what you want. And especially, you know, obviously, like if they take him, you know, at least they have a chance of getting a better quarterback potentially next year, you know, yeah. or something like that. You know, make it make a move somehow. But you know, even with uh Ryan Tannehill, like I'll be okay with that for like year one. I think he'll be fine. I think he would end up being the wide receiver one as soon as he takes a snap with the Titans. Um yeah. but that that's an interesting one to me, man. You know? Uh mm-hmm. it's either Titans trade up or they grab Jackson Smith and the Jigba. I feel like that's that's what these guys think at this point. Yeah. I heard rumblings that maybe offensive tackle could be at play, but they need to get somebody that they can market at this point. I feel like the Titans are like on this downhill slope. And there's like nobody anymore. So Jackson Smith and the Jigba would do a lot to, you know, fix that. And my thing with Jackson Smith and the Jigba going to, I'm going to refer to him as JSN from now on because that's just a mouthful. <laughs> um, with JSN going to the Titans, like I think his ceiling becomes, you know, as far as next, this next season, his rookie season, it's going to be like top 24 and like below. Like I don't see his ceiling being anything more than like a low end wide receiver too in Tennessee at least for the first year. Obviously, he can do much better, but I just don't see that happening, especially if he's the only guy. Kuyper's the only one who mocked JSN and the Texans, and I think that's the ideal spot. And I completely agree with Kuyper here, because in that scenario, too, he reunites with C.J. Stroud, who was his college quarterback. Now, that has a lot of intrigue written all over it. I like that pairing, and I, I'm going to look, look at I'm looking at it pretty closely and thinking that maybe this has shades of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. I, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun on it, but this has that type of potential, you know, to reignite in the league in the NFL. Yeah. In terms of their fantasy prospects in 2023, that beats the hell out of going to Tennessee and playing with Ryan Tannehill and facing the top corner of every defense that you play each week. So, if you ask me, the ideal situation for Jackson Smith and the Jigba is going to be him going to the Texans. If Kuyper's mock plays out, I'm very happy. Now, I, would I consider taking him over Bijan Robinson at one for dynasty? No. But obviously, you're going to feel much better about taking him at two. Um, if he goes to the Texans and he's with C.J. Stroud, then if he goes to the Titans. But needless to say, it doesn't look like he's dropping out of the top half of the first round. Um, it looks like he's going to find a home somewhere in the AFC South. 
I think regardless of where, uh, regardless of who the Panthers take at number one, uh, I want the Texans to take a quarterback, obviously, at number two. And whoever the yeah. Texans take at number two, I want them to take JSN, you know, at yeah. number 11. Like, that would be ideal for me. Like, I would love that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, at 12, right? The, the Texans yeah, are at 12. The so, Texans are 12. Yeah. So pair one of these young quarterbacks with JSN. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. A that, lot. but like it's that just a lot. the intrigue, the added layer of having CJ Stroud, that would just be chef's kiss. You know what I'm saying? For this 100%. draft, that would be a fantastic because draft. You have both these guys developing together, right? And like they're both young and their ceilings will kind of grow with each other and i think yeah. that's that's what you want like I, I don't necessarily care if it's cj stroud who's with jsn because they played together like i'm okay you know with it being you know another i'm okay with it being bryce young too, I am too. He, yeah. he's gonna be a good quarterback also so like either way i just want jsn to land in a good spot man i want to see like elite type of players like reach their potential like quickly <laughs> right yeah it. no absolutely as fantasy fans, that's exactly what you want. And, and you don't even have to be a fantasy fan. Just see these players do well. We know what Jason's capable of. We didn't get to see him play hardly at all last season at Ohio State. We just want to see him get back to that 2021 form. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 